Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's guest is Morgan Beetlescombe, a recent Michigan State grad turned professional runner who came on the podcast to share some big news about his running future. Morgan is a 352 miler who already has two top 10 finishes at USA's, and he's one of the most promising distance prospects coming out of the NCAA system right now. Morgan's in Italy doing a mini racing circuit at the moment, and right after we recorded this episode, he notched a personal best of 337.03 in the 1500 in a race in Lignano Sabiadoro. In our conversation, we speak about his choice to join a professional training group and how he reached the decision he did, as well as his current training setup and plans for the future. I won't spoil it and let Morgan tell you himself, but if you're tuning in, you've probably already heard the news. We also covered Morgan's distinctive style choices, what he's like as a roommate, and who his mom's favorite runner is. We had a hilarious and wide-ranging conversation that you'll really enjoy, and we also got a lot of really interesting insight into who Morgan is as a runner and as a person. Thanks, as always, for listening and for all your support of our crazy flurry of Sidious Mag coverage during the World Championships. We're going to keep things rolling as racing continues all summer, and the best way you can support us is by subscribing, following, leaving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. really just showing your love for Run Your Mouth and the whole Sidious Mag family. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. This may be the first international recording of, uh, of Run Your Mouth, but uh, we are here all the way from Italy uh, with uh, long-awaited guest Morgan Beetlescombe. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, I'm glad you, this is uh, via Zoom and that you cannot smell me because I have not showered since my workout. So. <laughs> I mean, it's warm here. I just got out of physio and I'm sweating. I was sweating through the table and the table is inside. So <laughs> we're in the same boat. What, so uh, why, why Italy? What are you doing over there? We got a few races here. Um, yeah, I'm here with the group and we're, we're going to, race here in um lignano tomorrow and then we're heading north i don't know where they just told me to get on a bus and i'm <laughs> racing again on tuesday i got a 3k and then we might stay for a couple weeks and uh hit a euro circuit at the end of it, uh, august before coming back to america so you know i can't say i can't say no to a free vacation <laughs> So, so when you say we, we, we just saw, uh, our friend Eric Avila kind of walking off screen there, but who's, who's yeah. in the crew that's doing this Italy trip. So it's a very nice track club plus, uh, plus Eric. And I guess, I guess I'm included. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we got a big announcement from you. Uh, we did, yeah. what's, uh, what's new in your life post-graduation? Yeah. I, I'm joining the very nice track club in Ann Arbor. I mean, I guess uh, I guess we're just going to jump off with that in the very, very beginning of the pod. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm joining the guys in Ann Arbor. I'm really excited about it. You know, a bunch of, bunch of Michigan boys. I mean, Ben, uh, ben Flanagan and Mason have been around Michigan long enough. We've kind of adopted them. And then you got uh, you got Hobbs Kessler. Um, he's, you know, everybody, everybody knows Hobbs. <laughs> and yeah yeah we got those we got those guys and we got a few more people that come and go uh train with us is every so often and i i moved in with hobbs i'll be staying there after we get back from europe um we got a house with uh, nate milanek who's also in the group and he's a he's a steepler 
So I'm, I'm really excited to jump in with those guys. So when you say moved in, moved in in Ann Arbor or in Flagstaff? Oh, I moved in in Ann Arbor, but uh, Hobbs and I will be spending some time in Flagstaff in, uh, in September and October. Nice. Um, so uh, first of all, I mean, it's not the same as an Ohio State guy joining the group, but but you're the first Michigan State guy to join this like very heavily uh, uh, Michigan group. Was that was that a point of contention? Did they like <laughs> need you to pledge your loyalty before you joined? Oh, absolutely not. No, I uh, and I would never. I'm always going to be a Spartan and me and Ron, we go back and forth about it all the time. You know, every, every practice, there's some, some Sparty comment, you know, Nick Willis, when he, when he jumps in the group for, for something, there's some Sparty comment. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm always going to wear Michigan state stuff to practice just to, just to piss off Ron, <laughs> just cause it's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just gotta, I gotta be careful not to, not to leave my stuff anywhere uh, or it might get burned. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, burn, burned at the, at the most, you know, I can think of a couple other things too, but uh, so <laughs> we were chatting a little before you went on the air. So this is, this is part one of a pro announcement. We're, we're, we're not quite sure who we're signing with yet. Yeah, this is, this is part one. Um, I mean, it's a, it's an open group, so it's, you know, it's not tied to any company. So I still got to decide who, who I'm going with, you know, finalizing things over here in Italy for the time being, just racing and uh, and enjoying being part of the squad. So when you were when you were graduating and you're, you know, I'm, I mean, it's funny because I think everyone who graduates college has that kind of that moment in their life where they're like, ah, I'm, I have to be an adult now. <laughs> like, what do I want? What do I care about? Like, wh- who is going to pay me? But but obviously that kind of moves over to the the running world as well. What were you? What were you looking for when you sort of started that process of, of exploring your next steps? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me was the group. Um, what group was going to be the best, the, the best fit for me. And I really started that search after the trials last year, um, which, you know, I had to find an agent. I had to find an agent that was willing to willing to one, get me an open contract uh, so that I could, you know, so that I could join very nice if I wanted to, um, or join other open groups if I wanted to, but I really, uh, I really wanted to find a group that just enjoyed running for what it's supposed to be and just have a lot of fun with it, which, which we do. Um, we, we have a blast. So yeah, that was, that was number one is that I just wanted to keep it fun because I feel like there are so many coaches, um, in the U S that can make me really, really good, uh, and make me better than I am now. Um, but I don't think I would enjoy, all of those groups the same. And, uh, it came down to two really good groups. Um, and I felt like I really liked the guy is in both the groups. I clicked with the coaches, um, but it just felt really natural here. And, uh, it felt like a, yeah, natural fit fit when I would come to practice and come work out with the guys and just hang out, you know, it was, they were really tight with the community, which was big. So I found some stuff here that I didn't know I was looking for. <laughs> really with, with the way that Ron's connected to Ann Arbor and Nick, um, they're just connected to the community, um, which wound up being a huge anchor point for me. And that that's just something that I really enjoy about the group is how well, um, how well known they are in the local running scene and just how well respected every, every runner is there. It seems like. So we, um, you know, one of the things that I think people forget a lot of the time is that 
you know, often we're not making this decision like in a vacuum. Like when, when Ben moved back to Ann Arbor, like one of the things he mentioned is, you know, like I want to be closer to my girlfriend. We were like on the other side of the country or whatever. Um, was that kind of a decision to you, like being, you know, either close to your girlfriend or your family or, or any of those decisions? Yeah, you know, I, I thought about going out of state um, and it didn't like the thought of leaving my my family didn't really bother me because I knew they would come visit. And like my mom was talking about going, oh, if you go, you know, if you go to Oregon, well, I love Oregon, such a great state. Um, oh, if you go to North Carolina, like I love the Carolinas, I could get a place in South Carolina. Like my sister, you know, my sister just graduated college. Um, would would so, she have been honest with you if it was like if if she's like oh no fuck Arizona I hate Arizona. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. She would have been like eh, I might go move to Florida instead or something. <laughs> you know, we got, we, got, we got family in Florida. Like yeah, I might go move somewhere that's not you know not Utah <laughs> um, if I, if that was on the table. But no, I think um, I don't think it was really an issue. And even if you know even if she didn't move super close. Um, she loves to travel. My mom loves to travel. And, you know, my sister, my sister loves to travel. She just got her, her degree in hospitality management. So, you know, and event planning. So like, that's what she does professionally. Um, so yeah, I don't think that was a big, big thing. And my, my girlfriend's getting her PhD in plant pathology. So she's got a few years left in that at Michigan state. And, uh, then she's, you know, the world is hers. She's really good at what she does. I'm sure she could move wherever she wants. And she honestly might move out of state um, further away from me when, uh, when she graduates, that's already a conversation that we've had. So it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't, it was something that I considered, but it wasn't carrying as much weight as I thought it would when I started the process by, by the end of it. Um, yeah. Like I said, she's, she's a plant pathologist. She studies grapes, you know, uh, so there's a lot of that out in Oregon. There's a lot of fruit, uh, agriculture out in Oregon. There's a lot of that, that kind of stuff in the Southeast, um, of the U S and there's a lot of that in Michigan and she's, she's crazy smart. So she can go wherever she wants. Between your, your sister and your girlfriend, I feel like they, they have the opportunity to open a sick winery together or like oh <laughs> the best yeah. restaurant ever. <laughs> the best. Yeah. All grown like in house and all. Yeah absolutely and i i guarantee that they could drink their fair share <laughs> between those are you, two are you a red or a white guy when it comes to wine i like really sweet wine i'll you know whatever whatever lexi my girlfriend whatever she puts in front of me she's like you'll like this i'm guarantee you i trust like her it, but I, expert opinion i just trust her i don't drink that much wine but she'll just put it in front of me she'll be like oh try this and i'm like oh that's really good it tastes like fruit juice oh <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> I was going to say that that's a little bit like me and my mom love Rieslings, at which, you know, it's like it's a it's an easy drinking wine for sure. But uh, I'm, I've slowly grown up into like actually liking less sweet wines, but I still I still veer that way for sure. Oh, I, I refuse to grow up. I refuse to drink like light beer without any flavor um, or like wine. And I'm like, oh, you'll you'll grow into it. You'll learn to like it. No, I want to like it now. <laughs> Well, I think refusing to drink light beer actually is growing up. Like that's because uh, oh. <laughs> that because that's like um, I won't put him on. Yeah, I'll put him on blast. Uh, friend of the pod, Jacob Thompson, swears up and down that his favorite beer in life is Bud Light, which is just the most deranged thing that I've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> 
no. it's like you're 27 drink an ipa for god's sake we we know what you're, what you're trying to do when you show up with a bud light in your hand uh <laughs> you're just trying to you're just there to have a good time but no i you know i gotta drink something with flavor <laughs> other than alcohol yeah. <laughs> like, uh <laughs> So uh, you mentioned your mom. Um, I, I'm always fascinated by. So is she a is she like a track super fan mom or is she like uh, like my mom's very like I love her and she's very supportive, but she's kind of the, you know, you ran under five minute pace. That's amazing. It's like well, it's not very good for five k. You know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, she she is a. I feel like she's just a person fan. She might not understand everything there is to know about track and field just yet, but she really gets into it and she learns about like what I do specifically. She loves learning about distance events first. And then, you know, she'll, she'll watch those field events. She'll watch the sprints and pick stuff up, but she really likes people. So, uh, like, is my she, kind of gal. I would get, Oh my God, mom. <laughs> she will go there and like, Apparently she met track jeans at the trials. Um, he, he tweeted about her and she still talks about it. Um, <laughs> last year at the trials, uh, Cooper tier, like she met up with, uh, his dad at cross country nationals and Cooper. And now she's always like, Oh, tell Cooper, I say good luck. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't talk to him that much. I've taught, I've had like a conversation with him really. And, uh, every time it's just tell Cooper, I say good luck. So she just picks her people that she really likes, and that's that's who she likes. Um, Does she have now, a, a favorite runner besides you? Honestly, I would say it's Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll be just, delighted to hear that. <laughs> yeah, no, she'll just uh, she'll just find people or track jeans. Well, we can't, you know, we can't put him on blast and, and expose his identity, but uh, oh, no. congrats, track jeans. He, he listens, I think. <laughs> he is track jeans. That's that's his identity. No, I like the idea done. of like Cooper doing a group run at USA's or something. And it's like 40, 16 year old boys and your mom show up. <laughs> Honestly, she would, she, she doesn't run. Um, so, but she would start running if that, if it meant that she could run with Cooper, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But no, she, she just finds people uh, that she likes and that's, she's not a, not necessarily a huge just track and field as a whole fan she won't i don't think she watches like the smaller meets she'll watch usas um or worlds but yeah she's just a huge fan oh is so and so racing this weekend is uh, craig Engels <laughs> racing i want to watch him race I, uh, is shikari richardson racing i want to i want to see her <laughs> like she just loves the people but the, so, yeah the personalities that well that and that's like you know Again, I love moms. Moms love me, but that's like the whole, that's my whole vibe too. Is like, I'd rather an interesting person than someone who's boring and very fast. So absolutely, yeah, they, they got to have personality. Oh, and she, she loves watching Hobbs run. I don't think she's even met Hobbs yet, but she loves watching. She's Hobbs. a big fan. Big <laughs> I was going to ask you, I, I got like a million questions bubbling up in my head, but uh, what is Hobbs like as a roommate? Cause, cause having, um, I, I love Hobbs, but having spent 10 days with him at, at trials last year, uh, I can imagine he's, he's interesting to live with. So believe it or not, believe it or not, me and Hobbs operate pretty much on the same wavelength. So watching okay. one of our conversations is just chaotic. Like we will have two different conversations with each other at the same time. And it's just, yeah, it's funny. Um, no, he's a, he's a great guy. He it's, it's really funny because his parents are like, 
I'll make sure he cleans up after himself, make sure he, he does the dishes. And like the first two days I made, I made a mess. And this kid, this kid can cook. Like, let me tell you, he can throw down on a grill, a stove, an oven, doesn't matter. He can cook. And I made a mess for lunch or something. And I come back and the whole kitchen's clean. I'm like, hmm, his parents need to keep yelling at him. Keep telling him. <laughs> working out well for you. <laughs> it's working out great for me, especially because I lived alone. So like I learned to tolerate those messes that I made. And, uh, you know, I, I'll clean. I'll take care of my own stuff. But, man, <laughs> he, can, <laughs> he can cook and clean. He's, and he's, you know, he keeps to himself sometimes. And then other times it's like, oh, jump on the Wii, jump on the Switches. Like, let's play some Mario Kart. You know, he's got he's got enough energy. It's it's really fun. So we, was, we got a great with Nate too. Did you have that moment where you were you were thinking, you know, seven years in the NCAA, like I'm finally gonna get away from these like 18 year old kids, and then you end up joining uh, a group with a uh, with the same age range as as Michigan State? Yeah, you know, six years. I'm not that old yet. It's really <laughs> it's really Hobbs, and then uh, you got a bunch of bunch of old dudes like me you know <laughs> so the average isn't isn't as bad as uh, as college but no I mean he's really mature he's a really mature runner um but like I said all of us love to have fun and we just take it we take it pretty lightly and that's what I loved about Michigan State too is we just we take it really lightly so if I you know if I went to a group where the guys had been in for a few years like all they do is run and they're just constantly head down, nose to the grindstone. I don't know if I could do that. We take it really serious. And I mean, Hobbs has done more research on workout theories and training theories than anyone I've met, um, including a lot of coaches. <laughs> like any, he's, he's done more than, mo- than any athlete, but a lot of coaches too. Um, so having guys that have that duality of like they really enjoy the sport, and they take it really seriously when we're training, but we can relax and like we can go for a bike ride around um, Lignano and just not worry. Oh, is this taxing my legs too much as we're just coasting down the road and, you know, really, really experience where we're at or just enjoy it. Just having that duality is amazing. And uh, I think Hobbs is kind of the anchor of that. He's just he's the epitome of that. <laughs> So, so obviously the, you know, the very nice track club secret weapon in, in, in many ways is Nick Willis. Um, and, you know, as you've, you know, entered into the kind of the, the pro running world and, and started having those conversations, have you been, you know, has he been giving you advice? Has he, have you been picking his brain about sort of paths forward for, for that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I remember um, the first big meet that I went to this year where I felt like I was in a little bit over my head was uh, Milrose. And, you know, never been to New York city. Um, East Lansing is not that big. I think it's like 30,000, 30,000 people, 30,000 permanent residents. So half the, half the city is more than half the city is students. Um, and he, he showed me around, told me all those tricks. And then as we, as we, you know, spent the weekend together more, we spent more and more time together. He had just, started telling me everything that he thought I needed to know. Um, he's pretty much an open book. And since then he's been really open and I was open with him. Like when I was, I was seriously considering a lot of other groups and, um, he, I was very open with him. He was really supportive of it. 
And the whole time he's like, we want you to come to very nice, but we want you to come here because you want to be here. Not because like I forced you here and I was your only, you know, your only contact, but he was huge in helping me with agents. Um, he was huge in helping me with teams and coaches and what to look for, what to look out for, uh, even racing. Um, he's been big and he still shows up to practice. He still does workouts. I mean, he, yeah, he's great. Um, he's just a great person to have around. He's been a huge help ever since I started, you know, taking this really seriously. And, and so, uh, you know, obviously the other, uh, legendary figure, uh, in, in the group is, is Ronnie. And, uh, for, for those who don't know, um, that, that man is um, full of gems, uh, some of which uh, can be repeated on the podcast, a lot of which probably can't. Oh, um, absolutely not. <laughs> what's, what's the best Ron Warhurst gem you've gotten that you, can, that you can share since joining? That I can share? You know, he's had, a, he's had a few good ones in our group me, so I'm going to go in our group me and just, like, say the first one. Um, this might be a, 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 we may have started a recurring segment is like, uh, the, the pro pro group group chats, uh, oh my God. <laughs> so, okay. The, the last good, the, go, the last good Ron one is, uh, Hobbs is complaining about getting bit by mosquitoes and he's going to go put his bug pants on Ron, who is not here goes, don't let the trouser snake out bugs, long pause bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Dude, so, you can't get better than that for sure. <laughs> or uh yeah, when we told him we were gonna ride bikes, training wheels for hops, you know. There's there's the PG one or the G rated one. So yeah, pick pick whatever one of those you want. But no, he's a great coach and he's he's really well respected, but like his athletes, he keeps it light and uh calls me, I mean, calls me Beetlejuice, which <laughs> is uh well deserved i guess <laughs> calls me sparty um and yeah he just keeps it really light he's a great great coach and a great person um again just there's a reason he's so well respected and so well known and and so obviously you know a big another big part of um the team is is kind of the the social content that that his son luke uh does does with you yeah. guys and um you know it's it's usually really good and, and really entertaining um how do you, I mean, I think of you as like, kind of like a funny, like a, a good internet presence. Um, you know, as far as I know, I don't think you're on TikTok or anything yet, but I'm how do you kind of, uh, incorporate the, the kind of like, you know, the social side of, of being a runner into, into your day to day? You know, I am pretty bad at social media. I got to get better at it. Um, I think having Hobbs in the house will, will help, but, uh, his, he got locked out of his Instagram like a few months ago and he still hasn't been able to figure it out and how to get back in. I, I know Adidas has actually tried to contact Instagram and get him back in. Um, <laughs> so if anyone's no. not responding to Hobbs, if Hobbs isn't responding to your DMs, don't take it personally. <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't, he hasn't been on Instagram in a couple months. He got locked out and, uh, <laughs> it was, but no, I gotta, I gotta get better at that. Luke's really good. Luke's editing skills are prime. Um, and I think having, yeah, having people like that in the, in the group and around will definitely help. Mason's really good at, uh, he's really good at capturing everything. He's been posting a lot from, uh, from Italy and our whole trip so far. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And yeah, I gotta, I gotta get on that. <laughs> well, I think, you, you know, I, one of the nice things about having someone like Luke around, is like, if the, if the personalities are there, it's like, 
having someone else just like run with it, you know, it makes it easy for everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Luke fits right into the group. Like he's, yeah, his personality meshes very, very well. Um, we, we all get along and it's funny cause he jumps in on the conversations and he, he more or less provokes them before picking up the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of, he's kind of starting the fire there. That's a true reality TV uh, trick of the trade right there. It's like, yeah. start the drama, then turn the camera on. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah, he'll do that. He'll do that with Ron a lot, too. And it's really funny because he definitely knows how to how to get Ron going. And then it's just he gets him going and just pulls out the camera. Quick. And there you go. There's the, there's the weekly video. <laughs> <laughs> Easy enough. Um, and so, you know, obviously, even going back, I, I guess one of the things I wanted to ask you is, like, what do you feel was your you know breakout onto the scene because i think of it you know i think it kind of could be one of two things um you know finishing fourth at, at trials last year um and or six hey. what did you get at? i was six cooper was six. Fourth. yeah <laughs> um and and then um you know uh obviously the big mile race indoors like for from your perspective when did you feel like you kind of broke out onto like you know getting a little bit of a higher profile um, I think both of those races were, were big breakout races just because, you know, after the trials, that's when I had agents and coaches reaching out to me, uh, like, Hey, we really want you to join our group. We think you'd be a great fit or like agents. Hey, I'd really like to represent you. Um, and you know, help you help you navigate this pro realm. And then that indoor mile, that was when, you know, I realized, Hey, I might not need a second job. Um, and I, I got home from, I got home from the track and I opened my phone and I had like eight or 900 Instagram notifications, uh, just on Instagram. That wasn't just, that wasn't Twitter. That, that new gen clout, man. <laughs> Those guys yeah. It's are... the new gen clout. They got something going on and yeah, but you know, I, for a while I thought, you know, there are a lot of people in the NCAA that could just get towed along for, uh, for three fifty two mile, not not like everybody, but there are, there are a lot of contenders, a lot of people that could have done that. Um, but I think the big breakout was like being able to go indoor in the mile and the 5k outdoor compete both. And that's, that's when I started getting a lot of recognition or just going from the outdoor 5k to that indoor mile and having that range. Um, that was pretty big. And I mean, Milrose actually helped a lot too. Uh, even though I think I was like seventh, um, Milrose helped a lot putting me in the conversation because everybody knew it was like really early in the season for us. And I just come off of, um, come off of cross country training. So that helped. And even, I mean, even going back to cross country, like fifth in cross country and I can run a mile. It's more of the, more of the range that helped me than anything, than any just one race. Um, Do you think of yourself as a miler or a 5k runner? I don't think of myself as strictly either and i think that's how i want to keep it um i want to keep the option to run whatever i want open like i really enjoy that so you know going i did that 5k in california um took off early you know typical 5k runner fashion like took off with a mile to go and ran tried to run at home um typical you know typical 5k runner and then the next weekend, like less than a week later, I ran a 1500, waited till 250 to go and just dropped the hammer and just ran it like a 1500 runner. And then the next day I ran an 800 and made the move with 100 to go 
and PR'd in all three events. So <laughs> yeah, it's just the it's just the difference in ability and or the range in ability that I really like having. I want to be defined by that range, not just one event. Keeping keeping the the toolbox large. <laughs> exactly there's no there's no reason to just be defined by by one event and hey i might jump back in a cross-country race and i love it the road mile was fun i might be a road runner and ben flanagan oh my god that kid can run roads (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know how he does it he's a he's a miracle worker uh when it when it comes to roads it's so funny like you know in college the equivalent is like they run like faster than their track 10k on cross <laughs> you know surfaces and then i feel like once you once you get out of college there's like the same kind of guys they can just run roads no matter what and it's it's that's an interesting phenomenon for sure yeah i mean there's just i feel like there's just that difference in training um you train differently for the roads or if you don't you might not do so well <laughs> you know uh I know, I know Ben spends a lot of time on the roads, but he's also, he's also been hitting the track recently. Um, that's why he beat me and Hobbs in the road mile. <laughs> he took him one week of speed training, not even that, like four days of speed training to sharpen up and just, yeah, take, take Hobbs and I to work. <laughs> did you, uh, did you consider going pro after trials? I thought it was an option, but I, I thought it would be something like I'd have another job or I'd do, yeah, I'd have to do something in the meantime. Um, and then as my performances got more consistent and I started running, okay, like now I'm top 10 in cross country and I can podium on the track in multiple events. It's like, maybe I don't you know, maybe I don't need that second job. <laughs> uh, maybe I should just focus on this and treat that as a, yeah, treat that as my main job or get something easier less time consuming work from home type deal Um, so now kind of it's funny like i don't really do the like the 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 chris chavez like career retrospective thing but i'm just curious i'm just curious but um how so so last ncaa's you know I, i have to imagine there was kind of like a little bit of a um you know uh uh I guess bittersweetness to to having it be you know your highest finish at NCAA's, but 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 also you know to to be like a couple steps out of that title. Um, how did you kind of feel about that? Um, you know uh, that performance. Like looking back on it now, what's the what's the verdict? What's the grade? Yeah, I mean, I think I was still still disappointed. Um, I knew I'd been in. I was in better shape than I'd ever been in my life. Uh, and I think we were training really well, just tactical error. And I, yeah, I made it one tactical error. I think I could have, I think I could have outrun that field if I committed to it. Um, but yeah, that, um, that happened, (laughs) you know, I, I did get beat. I got beat by a really, really good runner and I know I'll see him again. And I hope honestly, if anything comes out of that i hope that that was what solidified olin's decision to run professionally mm-hmm. uh just so that we do have the opportunity to keep racing because we were in the same conference we raced all the time and i really enjoyed racing him so that could honestly be a positive to come out of that but yeah i was really disappointed um i knew i could i i didn't know i could win but i also had that range um, um, of abilities and I think, you know, that's going to drive me 
as a pro. Uh, I went into USA's and I, I was pretty burnt out by that point. Uh, I took a few days off and this is really just a, this is really just a victory lap more or less these, these next few races and that, that Charlevoix mile, um, just see what I can do on a little bit of training, but that's that NCAA meet really drove me into my professional career. And I'm really hungry to get back at it. Take some, I'm hungry to take some time off and reset after this. And then, you know, let's, let's go for a USA title. Let's, you know, let's do what Joe Clucker did. Um, he, he never won an NCAA title and now, and now he has a U.S. championship. Like there's no reason that I can't do that. So I took a, took a little bit of time to, to think about it, look back, but now it's just, all right, we got a group. I really like the group going to get some experience racing internationally and then take some time off and really take this to the next level and really focus on taking this to the next level. Um, so yeah, I think that's, uh, just that biggest, the biggest thing that I took away was how I'm going to approach my pro career. What what are you most looking forward to on your time off? Just relaxing, <laughs> not having a whole lot, to, not having a whole lot to do. I mean, the pro so pro running is way less of a time commitment than college running. Um, so even now I don't have a ton to do, but just, yeah, relaxing and feeling like I'm going to go into training ready. Um, now I kind of have this, Oh, am I overrunning? Am I overdoing it? Am I going to be, am I holding on to my fitness? Um, while, you know, I'm getting valuable experience, but after I take that time off, I'm going to be confident that, I'm going to come back really strong, come back way stronger than I, uh, than I am right now, even. So, so before we, we wrap up, I got to ask a couple style questions too. Um, first of all, how long has the mustache been around and how long is it staying for? <laughs> the mustache came around as a joke. Uh, it always <laughs> does. And it's a joke until it's real. <laughs> yeah. Like my, like my running career, it was a joke until it wasn't. <laughs> Um, and no, I shaved it for NCAAs in, uh, 2021 and I was shaving my beard off and I shaved the mustache and I'm like, I'll race in this. And then my coach, my coach shaved his mustache and like, ah, it's funny. So I ran with it and then I'm like, I'll keep it for USAs. And then, um, I kept it for USAs and then my, my girlfriend shaved it off in the summer. I have a video. So she's not a fan. She wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> at first we actually we actually started dating when i had the mustache okay so, so it clearly wasn't a deal breaker but <laughs> so it wasn't a deal breaker yeah she didn't she's actually uh she's never seen my full beard and uh she only saw like my baby face for a couple weeks but she shaved it off after uh after let's see trials i think a few weeks after trials which was a few weeks after we started dating so yeah she jumped right on that opportunity but um See, I grew it back. I grew back my I grew back my beard for a little bit, but it didn't really get too too full. And then I shaved it off right before uh, right before our cross country camp and got the mustache going. So I think, and now I think it's here to stay. I might might take it off once uh, fall runs around, so I can even out my tan line. <laughs> but now I'm sure if I shave that, I'm gonna have a white patch on my face, especially here in Italy. It's gonna <laughs> or after Italy. You got to just yeah. get the, you know, power through, get the burn and then, and then you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm committed to the bit. I'm just keeping the mustache. <laughs> so the other question, of course, I want to ask, which I was thinking 
speaking of, of our friend Eric Avila, I think I asked him a, a very similar question when he came on. But uh, as, a, as a noted speed suit racer, how do you, how do you manage the, uh, uh, I guess, the stress of, of having to pee pre-race in the, in the speed suit? You know, you, you have to go before you pull it all the way up, just warm up with the shoulders down. And once the shoulders are up, you're going to have to go through the leg. Just roll the leg up as high as you can get it. Just go Does through that, the leg. I feel like it would be too tight. You got to fight through it. Uh, that pull, doesn't. Just pull. <laughs> it's not optimal. It is not optimal. That's uh, that's the sacrifices that runners make that that you just you don't see uh, you know on TV. That's the the behind the no, scenes it, grind. <laughs> it really is. Put your leg up on the wall and <laughs> you, we do it for the people. <laughs> yeah, that's you know it's it's what the people want at the end of the day. Are it you is, gonna? It is what the people want. Is that gonna be part of the uh, the contract negotiations moving forward? Is like whatever brand you signed with, you're like, I, I want a speed suit no matter what. It actually has been. Um, it wasn't part of the negotiations, but like I told them, I'm like, if you like send me a uniform right before a race, send me a speed suit. I'm racing. Like I might not race in a speed suit tomorrow, depending on how hot it is. Cause sure. I still have my Michigan state one and that's pretty warm. I learned that at USA's. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm going to stick to the speed suit. And my, the thing is it's a negotiating thing for my girlfriend. She loves the speed suit. Oh, so. Okay. You must hey, be looking pretty good in it then. <laughs> that's what that's what she says. <laughs> well, given given that uh uh not all distance runners, you know, fill out the speed suit uh adequately, that that hopefully is a good sign for you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh <laughs> it's a lot of time in the gym. That's why I do it for. If they if they gotta give me a speed suit, I gotta fill it out. <laughs> Ronnie's like, uh, Morgan, why why are you benching for 25 minutes? <laughs> we're we're trying to work on our kick. <laughs> Yeah, get less, spend less time on arms. Like, no, Ron, I need to do curls. <laughs> yeah, curls for the girls, baby. <laughs> yes, no other reason. Um, so, so to wrap it up, uh, we we ask all our guests the same three questions. Um, so I I hope you came prepared. Uh, the the first one uh, is your Instagram crush, and which I also expand to just internet crush generally. Um, doesn't have to be a real crush, but like, what is something that you're an account or, or a trend that you're into on the internet right now? Oh, a trend that I'm into on the internet right now? It can be a person too. Like, you can also just be like, I think this person's rad, but. Um, well, I'm going to avoid any controversies with my girlfriend, even though I know she <laughs> think it's funny, whatever answer I gave, she, she think it was hilarious, but the, the trend of the little, the comeback of the little miss, whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> that's one of those Funny. ones where i can't decide if it's consciously dumb or if it's like like how much of it is like self-aware some of those oh yeah no i i think my my favorite ones are the ones that are so annoying that they draw me into it or they're so <laughs> annoying that people start doing them ironically um and that's it's gotten to that point well that's I, that's one of those trends that like as soon as it happened i'm like oh brands are gonna ruin this like oh and it, they have i love it i love seeing those like the, <laughs> they just don't get it that's my favorite thing is when brands jump on a meme and they just don't understand it or they're just completely self on a self-aware oh that. my god the the brooks there. running twitter account it's, sorry in advance <laughs> if you I, I i will say directly into the microphone this is my opinion morgan does not endorse this uh but like the 
the Brooks running Twitter account is like my nemesis because it is the most like boomer. It's like, it is the epitome of the like Steve Buscemi, how do you do fellow kids energy? Like, <laughs> and it's like, I, I can't decide if I love it or I hate it because it's like so bad that it's almost good, but it, it, it like makes my skin crawl. <laughs> But Des Linden helps them so much. I, I love Des Linden. Yeah, Des is great, but but it's just any of their memes, it's like this, like you're like, you don't really, you're not quite using this properly. And it's you like, almost got it. Yeah, yeah no, she, but she helps them because she's like their biggest ambassador in my eyes at this point. Oh, she's like, carrying yeah. a lot of water for sure. Her and uh yeah. and the sitting kick boys, they're uh they're really lending their their clout oh my to the God. Brooks brand. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love following her. So I would say that's that's definitely my internet crush is just whatever Deslin and posts. It's just sure, that's a good one. Yeah. Love it. Um or uh the new gen, watching the new gen guys and whatever those guys do. They're I didn't know that they were running a camp. That was yeah. cool. Uh, I, well, I felt so bad for them because I was like literally whatever a week ago, I was in the mix zone with, with Matt Wisner. Um, you know grinding through worlds like we're all exhausted and overworked and then like he's yeah. like yeah i'm on a plane to boulder on monday and i'm like i would collapse <laughs> like i don't know how they're doing it but but good on them for for grinding for sure and then um, no your your tweets are funny you're, i follow your controversial <laughs> most controversial man on running twitter and i'm here for it oh god Absolutely. i'm trying to be better behaved lately i don't know but we're, no, we're very corporate okay. now here at Sidious. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't fall into the corporate structure don't do it. Yeah. Well, the problem is that like, cause people keep being like, oh, you, like a part of me is like, oh, I want a burner. Cause like, there's a lot of stuff that I want to say that I can't, but then I also hate it with the exception of a few, like track chains is good. Dumb flow track is good. But like, there are just too many burners now that are just like, it's just, it's not even funny or like good takes. It's just like, I want to be an asshole and don't want my name associated with it. And so like, I'm like a little, I'm a little burned out on burner accounts right now. I love the running burner accounts. I do have to say like Gus, Gus is funny. Oh, but Gus is great. Yeah. There, there's yeah, some that are funny. legitimately funny, but then there's a lot that are just like people leaning into just being dicks. And, and, and that's yeah. not quite the No, same. that's not, that's not funny, but I love that trend too. I mean, there's just, there's just so much to love about the internet. Um, <laughs> oh, and you know, on, on Instagram, you got the uh, bodybuilder never stop grind set, like the, the Sigma grind set. That's just something I always get behind. I love that. I love seeing I don't know that what stuff. this is. What is this? It's like, I wake up at 3 a.m. and go straight to the gym, like the Mark Wahlberg routine. And you see oh, these God. people and you know that they they just absolutely hate themselves. Just no, you don't do this or the investor mindset. It, it's different on Twitter and Instagram. Like Twitter, it's all funny. And then it's you pissing people off or people pissing you off and just calling out brands for being terrible at broadcasting, um, calling out ESPN. Huge move. Loved it. Uh, and then Instagram, it's like, uh, my life is way better than yours. I'm going to brutalize his his joke, but there he might have deleted or something. But Paul Snyder, a longtime Sidious editor, had a, a hysterical tweet one time that like resurfaces every couple of years, where it's like, like, what's my secret? There's no secret. I'm up at 3 a.m. doing push-ups, answering emails, grinding. I'm in bed by 6. 20 hours later, I'm up doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's like my single favorite tweet on the entire internet. <laughs> and all the time I see like these, 
oh, pro athletes don't do this. Pro athletes are up. And I'm like, I am up at eight o'clock. I'm in bed at like 11, maybe 1130 to midnight. I don't do anything. I work for three hours a day on a hard day. Like we don't do anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, here don't... I found it. Um, you want to know my secret? There is no secret. I'm up at 3 a.m. daily throwing a medicine ball against the floor, screaming. I'm up checking emails. By 6 a.m. I'm asleep again. I wake up 21 hours later and do it all over again. Rise and grind. There is no secret. <laughs> I love that. That's the epitome of my my favorite Instagram accounts. No. <laughs> It's like, oh, these billionaires don't do this. These billionaires do and don't do this. You know that they don't do jack. Like oh, they have yeah. the pro athletes read, do and don't do Read a do book this. about inherited wealth. Like <laughs> Yes, exactly. And it's like, oh, I go my nights after the only thing I do afternoon, I might go for a 30 minute run, maybe like two or three days a week. Um and then I'll, I'll head to the gym that's across the street from my house. I walk to the gym. It's like a half hour in the gym, maybe 45 minutes if I'm like just lollygagging and not doing anything. And I do, what do I do after that? Go fish. I don't know. Me and Hobbs will go fish. Me and Hobbs and Eric. Or we'll just sit and play Nintendo. There's none of this grind set stuff. <laughs> well, I always like, joke that like I'm allergic to sincerity. Uh, like like the thing that like I can't get me like no matter what it is it's just like extremely sincere people with no like self-awareness on the internet is like it, it just again like it just drives me crazy and like uh what's it? I think I've been blocked but um David Goggins the guy like he's like one of those guys and like the funniest thing about him is that like his motto is like stay hard and I'm oh like First of all, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Second of all, I'm like, are you not getting constantly clowned by like, you know, 16-year-old yeah. boys on the internet? <laughs> and I almost, what are we, well, we're like 50 minutes into this episode. I'll, I'll say this because if you're listening now, you're like a real one. But um, I, I had a tweet that I like almost tweeted and then I was like, ah, I don't know. But there was like, like, I run 90 miles a week. I haven't been hard in months. <laughs> <But> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's what sh that's why I shy away from social media is I see so many people that just look like absolute idiots. And I'm just like, I can't let this be me. I can't post this stuff. And then when I do, it's just super sarcastic. And a lot of the time it's just too sarcastic. And oh my gosh. I I realized being in Europe how sarcastic Americans are as a whole and then me like just that next that next level. Um I just that's oh. how you got to balance it out. Like you have to got to have the good people on the internet balancing out the bad people. Like it's, yeah. it's for the cost. <laughs> or like when I posted, I think I realized I went a little too far when I read through all my captions after I posted me and my girlfriend. And it's like, I, the caption was something about me hating Ohio because she's from Ohio. And yeah. And then I'm like, wow, I have taken this <laughs> too far. I need like a serious, genuine caption. I, relationship posts are always tough because it's like I'm like anytime you say anything remotely sincere you're like I'm the most annoying person like I have to make this funny <laughs> like yeah
Well, I do know I didn't lose a lot of followers from that, which my girlfriend was like, when I posted you, I lost like 20 or 30, uh, 30 followers. Uh, all the boys had, trying to trying to slide in the DMs. <laughs> yeah, I only had like 100 and 150 followers to begin with. And then I'm like, I didn't lose any because all the people that follow me are dudes. <laughs> well, and, you know, I mean, maybe they're just maybe they're just more dedicated, like they're holding out hope. They're like. Maybe they'll break up and also he's gay the whole time. Like they're just, they're diehards. You know what? I, I respect the commitment. <laughs> All right. We're getting way far afield, but the, the next one is uh, your, your go-to karaoke song. Someone, someone hands you the mic. You got to sing something. What are you, what are you rolling with? Fergie glamorous every time. Great, great song. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just Are you doing like you're doing the full ludicrous verse too? Like. Oh yeah, I'll do the whole thing and the instrumental whenever I need to. Any instruments I need to sure. sing. Like that's that's just me and karaoke. I don't any song. I don't think I there's a that. big instrumental and glamorous, but mm, anything. I love it. <laughs> um so and then last but not least, your death row meal. You're going to the chair, you get one last meal of anything you want. What are you eating? Ooh, honestly, <laughs> the only thing I can think of right now. When you said that was the guy who had a child for his death row meal. I just read the article on it and that's all I can think of. That's not my answer, but I couldn't get a serious one. I just want, I'm going to say pizza because I can't think of anything. (laughs) A lot of people say pizza, like pizza is a a good one. It's a comfort one. Exactly. It's a basic answer. What do you want on a pizza? Don't say child. Don't say child. Don't say child. I'm glad that's first where you where you went. Um, but uh, I'm not. <laughs> if you're if you, so aside from you know ch- children limbs, what are you what are you eating on a pizza no. if you're no. going out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably just I'll I'll go with the the garlic crust and the uh, pepperoni sausage pizza because I just had the cottage in I just had a cottage in pepperoni sausage pizza, just great. I don't know top tier other than. The five dollar little Caesar's best bang for your buck you can get. <laughs> and if you're going out though, like you're not, you know, you don't need to worry well, about splurging. bang for your buck. Like you want to go out on top, right? Yeah. You're no, you're splurging on the cottage in or like some or like a Chicago deep dish. I could that might kill me, actually. The you know, Kelly, you know, go out on a on a ruptured intestine before they can take you out. I like that. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Morgan. This has been uh, so much fun. Uh, hopefully uh, folks, uh, you know, got the inside scoop and then stayed for the good, the actual good stuff. So um, yeah. good luck with your race and your rest of your racing season. Most importantly, good luck with your time off. It sounds like that's, uh, it'll be well-deserved uh, and, and uh, hard-earned. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, I, I hope to drag out the announcement a little bit longer than that, but um, I think I think the content, out. That people, the content that we gave the people afterwards was well worth staying for. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Definitely. Thanks so much. G-L.